Good evening, listeners of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. How are you guys? Hopefully, you're enjoying the start of a wonderful fall season and gearing up for Halloween. I know that we are. Uh, we here at Obsessive Headquarters really dug deep this month to bring you some cool Shocktober content, along with non-horror-themed episodes, of course. We hope you guys have liked those. By the way, this is Mike, or I am Mike White on Twitter. You can find Matt at Obsessive Viewer and Tiny at Obsessive Tiny. We recorded this special episode a little while ago, but we've all been super excited to release it because it features our first ever celebrity guest. Uh, we were able to score an interview with John Dugan from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it couldn't have gone better. Uh, like I said, we recorded this about a month ago because for John, October is a busy month. He's currently hanging out with fans and old friends on the horror convention circuit. He's always got great stories, and he's really one of the nicest people I know, so make sure you say hi if you're at one of the conventions and you see him. I'm getting a little wordy here, so before we get started, remember to like us on Facebook. You can check out the blog at obsessiveviewer.com, and you can email us with comments, questions, or suggestions at ovpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. We hope you've enjoyed our Obsessive Viewer podcast in Shocktober. It's the most wonderful time of year, but we wanted to save the best episode for last, or almost last, I guess. I'm Mike, and of course I'm here with Matt and Tiny. Today on the podcast we have a very special guest, uh, special for two reasons. One, this man is the father of my oldest friend. Uh, he's a close friend of the family since before I was born. And secondly, he's grandpa. Not my grandpa, but Leatherface's grandpa. That's right. Uh, John Dugan, grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is here with us. How you doing, John? How you doing, Mike? Hey, Tiny. Hey, Matt. Hey, Hi, thanks John. for joining us. We're good, yeah. So uh, when I asked you to do this, you said um, that October is kind of the busy time. So are you, like, in the midst of conventions and things right I'm, now? I'm uh, two weeks into a uh, five-week uh, yeah, convention running right now. Oh, I leave at three. I leave here at three in the morning to go to the airport to go to uh, Michigan, mm -hmm. Kalamazoo, mm -hmm. and uh, then I go to the following weekend. I'm in uh, God, Atlanta, and then the weekend after that, Tempe, Arizona. So building up your frequent and, flyer uh, miles. And yeah, so September. In October, pretty pretty busy. In October, only I got a couple of personal appearances I'm not even sure of yet. So, uh -huh. and then I'm going to uh, England. Hopefully, uh, going to England in November for Texas Chainsaw uh, stuff, which which is yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, for a show in Birmingham, England. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is great because November, December usually just nothing. You know, after Halloween, there's nothing until the end of January. <laughs> so, yeah, on the con circuit, right. Wow, that's awesome, um, John. I actually, uh, I actually met you at where was it? It was the horror or uh, oh, what was the name of the? It was the Days of the year? Dead in Indy? Yeah, Days of the Dead in Indy. Um, uh, Days of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was actually really neat because um, Mike. It, it was the first, I believe. It was was it the first time you and Mike had seen each other in a while? In a good ten oh my years. God. Yeah. <laughs> For at 
least 10 years, yeah. probably. And then, yeah. then I, it was his folks' house in court, and it was really, really brief. Yeah. And he was, and he was sort of a brooding, you know, <laughs> you know, some seventeen-year-old or something. You know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, I don't want uh, to talk to anybody. You know, yeah, <laughs> didn't talk too much. So. I was in the horror movies and stuff. Yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> no, no. horror movies make you smarter. That's true. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, and I was I was there because I see I see your daughter quite often. I keep in touch with her, and uh, and we made it a big deal to to surprise you. Or you were there for the uh, the Texas Chainsaw reunion, right? Yeah, that was uh, the July before last. Yes, that's correct. How are those things? Do you love yeah. doing those? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You make money and you have fun. You get to see old friends. You get to make new friends. Mm -hmm. um, fans are great. Mm -hmm. I love my fans. Do you All have, fans in general are just fun, fun people. I find that they're some of the most passionate fans of of any of any anything uh, out there. They're the most yeah, they, resilient they fans. And they're very knowledgeable about the genre, you know. Totally. Way more than me. I'm just an actor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I couldn't believe. You know, when I first started, I remember saying to Oh God! I always screw his name up. Redheaded kid from well, he's not a kid anymore. From Children of the Corn. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Look that one up. <laughs> we were sitting across from each other in a. In a uh, he was the creepy redheaded kid. Anyway, um, he's of course not a kid anymore. Mm -hmm. But that um, you know, people come up to you and say, uh, "So how's?" You know, Mike Winston doing. And you go, who? And he goes, oh, he was the uh, lighting director on the third, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, it's like there's some of them think we all live in a big compound or something. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you, you like come out like for the cons and, like and then you colony, go back. like a colony or something. We all have dinner <laughs> in, the, in the cookhouse or something. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there are those that just don't get it. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, the fact that we really are all actors, and, and and they are far far more knowledgeable than than ninety nine percent of uh, us in the business. You know? sure. sure, because we're journeymen uh, actors, filmmakers, and stuff. You you know where the work is, and what's happened to me is just uh, the work has always been in horror. Yeah, but I did a romantic comedy if somebody wanted me to. Yeah, you know, cool. sure. I'd uh, love John, you mentioned that you have a you have an upcoming event in England. Um, I, I've read the some of the trivia for the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that it had a lot of trouble actually being shown in a lot of European countries because of the well, content. I did, the reason I really wanted to do England, I did Germany last year mm -hmm. and uh, last winter, and um, see, they both Germany and England. Um, the original Chainsaw has just been released recently in the last few years. Right. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the fans are hungry to see some of the actors and everything. So I'm really looking forward to doing the, this thing in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know if I probably shouldn't have mentioned it because I don't have a contract yet or anything, but I, I just shook hands with the guy. He I just I look up and my, I was in Lexington at a show, and I look up and there's uh, Eric Brandon. Who is the German guy that brought me over to Germany last year? And he's standing at my table. I was like, Eric, what the hell are you doing here? 
<laughs> I came to see what it was all about, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so we shook hands on the deal. He said he'd like to get me to England. Yeah. And he'd get back in touch with me when he got back there, back to Europe. So very cool. I'm dying to do that. Yeah. There's uh so you don't all go back to your your uh convent when you're done. But uh do you no. have like your best friends at the conventions? Well, that's a loaded question. I can't really, <laughs> I can't really say. I have, I, I have a lot of close Who, friends. Yeah. So do you kind of make a point? Is, you, don't, you, don't, you don't see everybody right. every time, but you always see somebody that you really find out every time. Right. You, know, you can have dinner with and a few drinks and that sort of thing. Yeah. And you're constantly making new friends, you know. Right. So exactly. you're never alone, you know, when you go to one of these things, ever. That's cool. Sometimes you'd like to be, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, well, because you're quite popular. I talked to uh, Ari, uh, the first Jason guy, and I and I kind of told him the story how we how we surprised you and all that, and and your daughter was there, and uh, and he's like, oh yeah, John Dugan, great guy, I love that guy. So yeah, Ari's one of my best buddies. He uh, is. Yeah, he's a, he's a Chicago boy, you know. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. Yeah, he lives up on up in uh, East Lakeview. It's just. Uh, uh, west of the, was it East Lakeview? West of Wrigley Field, you know, about ten blocks. Sure. Southport Street area there, the Southport Street Strip. Yeah, that's awesome. Did not know that. And he does like oh, yeah. he's a musician, right? Doesn't he? He has a. He's a musician, actor. Yeah. He has a band, and he, and he acts, and he, he's on the road all the time with his band, which mm-hmm. is called Strangely Enough, First Jason. First Jason, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he does sort of a horror. Uh, Horror rock or horror metal or mm-hmm. something. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I know. Actually, the acoustics are bad. I don't even listen to the first song because I'm an old guy. <laughs> yeah. Once it starts in and there's bad acoustics, I'm out the door. Yeah. <laughs> too, too loud. It just sounds like white sound to me. You know? Yeah. That's funny. Um. So you you just did Texas Chainsaw 3D recently. Yeah. And uh, when you do these. Uh, these conventions nowadays, I guess after the release of uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D, do you talk about that movie a lot, or is it, or do they just oh, want course. to talk about the old one? People mostly want to talk about the old one. They do, yeah. But uh, but I, you know, talk about the new one, and I have some photos of myself from the new one that I have you know, autographed and sell. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, I'd say it's eighty percent the original and twenty five percent. The newer one, probably. Yeah. If I had to break it down into that. Yeah. How but, did uh, people are really fascinated with the original? Yeah. Well, there's there's so much to that, and uh, and we'll and we'll get into that if you don't mind. But uh, how how did you get the Texas Chainsaw 3D thing? How did that come about? Kim Henkel called me. Kim Henkel uh, wrote, produced the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. And he was also was my brother-in-law for a while. He was married to my late sister Paula. Okay. Oh. And uh, uh, he called out of the blue and said it was just a couple of years ago, and said that uh, this producer had contacted him and they were going to do it yet another version of Texas Chainsaw 3D, and he he uh, wanted to know if uh, it was okay for him to give this guy my contact information. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, sure. He said, there might be a little cameo in it or something. You know, who knows? I said, well, thanks, Cameo. You know, go ahead and pass it on. So a day later, I get a call from Carl Mazzacone from Lionsgate Films. And uh, he says, John, explain who he was. And, and uh, he said, we're doing a uh, uh, a new uh, film in the in the Chainsaw franchise. It's going to be shot in 3D. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were wondering, would you... Uh, would you care to reprise your role of, of grandpa mm-hmm. in our film? And I said, are you kidding me? I've been waiting 38 fucking years for this film. That honestly is what I said to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's like, it's about damn time you people called me. Yeah, well... <laughs> And that's and there hasn't been I guess that's the tendency in horror. There's not a whole lot of carryover, uh, as far as bringing people back for kinds of things, you know. Um, but well, what happens? I think what happened in my case, and they never even bothered to ask me. But in all the subsequent Chainsaw films, you know, are on a really low budget, mm-hmm. and and they probably think you're going to shake them down for a whole bunch of money because I didn't make any money off the first one. Yeah. That's true. You know, so they really never brought any of us back. They didn't contact me at all mm-hmm. to even mm-hmm. ask if I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of them. Yeah. Uh, now I did play a cameo as a cop in the fourth one. With uh, Renee with, Zellweger? I had a, yeah, I had a scene with Renee Zellweger. I spent mm-hmm. a whole day shooting a scene with Renee Zellweger. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, cool. She was like 22 years old, right out of school. Yeah. And very nice young woman, but far from being a star yet actually yeah. not far because the following year she got Jerry Maguire or whatever it was called and they just shot her at a, you know right on a, like a, on a bullet yeah <laughs> you know superstar right. so have you uh, uh, did you like when 3D came out did you like see it in theaters was it a big deal yeah I went down I introduced her I, I went uh, here in Louisville area mm-hmm. uh, down to Oklahoma and they had a, a rep uh a, a PR person there. Mm-hmm. And they had a bunch of posters, and I signed before. And uh, then I got up in front of my full audience and gave a little talk and sat down in the theater and saw it with everybody. Yeah. Um, How was the reaction there? Great, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I said, I was signing as far as I could tell, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a standing ovation or anything. Right. But, uh, I was, you know, it was the first modern 3D film I'd ever seen. Really, the only modern 3D film I've ever seen. Sure. And pretty so, gruesome um, at that. Yeah, you know, I always consider the 1D version is cheaper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or the 2D or whatever it's called. Right. But um, but that was a neat experience, you know, to talk to fans who had just seen everything. And I signed some more afterwards. And then here's the neat thing, Mikey. Mm-hmm. It's a movie theater that has a, a little cafe and a bar in it. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> That's awesome. So I, while yeah. I was sitting down signing, the, the, the theater manager came over and asked if, I, if he could get me anything. I said, yeah, I'll have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the way it should be done. Yeah. If only they could all be that way. Yeah. Right. We've got one of those, uh, one of those like kind of, kind of things up here in Indianapolis and it's far and away my favorite theater in the city. <laughs> uh, That's right downtown, right? That's where I was one of the first ones in the country. Uh, the one right yeah. downtown? Well, the one I'm talking about is the one really? on, uh, up north on the north side of Indianapolis. 
Okay, well, there was one that, it might have closed down, but fucking 15, maybe 20 years ago. Oh, wow. There was one in downtown Indy, and it was really inexpensive to get into because they, they made their money off of booze. Oh, nice. Wow. And they ran first, you know, they ran first run films, and they had huh. beer and, you know, fucking pub food appetizer kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neat. And awesome. uh, I, think, I think they're no longer there. Yeah, I think but the only got window. They started now the Alamo Draft House, which opened in, in I guess in San Antonio originally. This was for yeah, um, Austin. I know they're they're they, this this they're franchised out now. There's several of them. Yeah, they're expanding. Uh, I've always wanted to go to the the uh, to one of those because it sounds it sounds like an awesome atmosphere. Alamo's the one that just sent out the video of the uh, the. Uh, the advertisement with the with the girl who left a voicemail who said that, you know, I, I didn't know that you couldn't text in a goddamn theater and this and that. Yeah. Right? Is that the one? Yeah. yeah. Really <laughs> they they played it and they're like, That's right, you can't. Thank you. <laughs> it's pretty great. I applaud everybody was everybody was psyched about it. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, Tiny actually just watched Texas Chainsaw 3D. What was that? Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, and you liked it a lot, right? I really liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't, questions... don't blink. You'll miss me. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I my big thing. I mean, I'm a horror horror fan as it is, but I was telling all my friends, I was like, you know, this guy used to. Uh, I don't know if you ever changed one of my diapers, but you were certainly around when my diapers were being changed. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm uh, sure I probably did. Yeah, and so we the were. Old man was all thumbs with that sort of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or just throw me in the bathtub. Right. Hell, I used to take a bath with you and your brother. That's right. <laughs> there are there are pictures of us playing bathtub games, Metalhead and Buckethead. <laughs> we used to have so much fun. Yeah, we did. Still Metalhead, Buckethead. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Totally nonsensical. Totally like a game you play with three-year-olds. Who? <laughs> I don't know how how we even came up. You, I think you probably came up with it. Yeah, well, because uh, there was a bucket. There was a bucket. To right. Your house in there. And you put there's you put the bucket on your head, and you're a bucket head, and you're a good guy. You put the <laughs> towel you on your head. On your metal. You're, yeah. Is that what it was? The, the towel. You're a metal head, and you're the bad guy. <laughs> It's very, very specific. Very complicated rules <laughs> to the to the buckethead. <laughs> I tell you, uh, obsessive viewer listeners, John Dugan taught me the important things in life. Things like to pee on a fire uh, uh, after a bonfire to make sure it's out. <laughs> the the apt time to rip the perfect fart. Oh. <laughs> uh. That was a, that yeah, was a my thing. nickname was Uncle Johnny Beer Breath. Uncle Johnny Beer Breath, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the pea tree out in the middle of my pasture? I do. I remember the pea tree all the time. the The pea tree was. Uh, we had some deep conversations for for a six or seven year old out there. Oh yeah. I remember it was a, we had a conversation about uh, uh, what does nothing feel like. And you can't imagine oh, yeah. it. It's not blackness because blackness is something. It it can't be right. blank because blank is something. That was that was pretty deep. And I remember saying that to my friends, and they were like, "What?" 
I'm like, oh, yeah, you just don't a, get it. That's a question that's been bothering me since I was a wee lad. I'm uh, sorry, I hope I didn't give you nightmares bringing that up. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. it didn't. It didn't give me nightmares. It just kept me up at night thinking of the possibilities. I used to lay awake at night thinking about that. What is infinity? What is infinity? Yeah, yeah I wish I, I could. Mean, how far, you know? So... Yeah. Infinity, um, and um, I gave up religion as a very, very young man. Sure. <laughs> like, like a kid. Yeah. And because it just didn't make sense to me, I thought, okay, so uh, there's a God. Mm-hmm. Who's his Who's his dad? Yeah. God's dad. Yeah. Okay, then who made God's dad? Right. Mm-hmm. God's God's mm-hmm. grandpa. Right. And then you know, you go on and on and on, on forever. Right. And just I thought, well, this makes no sense. Yeah. And so I just drop a cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't mean to turn this into a, you know, religious... <laughs> that's uh, that's okay. ...or a philosophical thing. No, by no means. By and we did have some deep conversations. We did. Do you it... remember my time that you and I were probably standing underneath the pea tree talking about nothing, and uh-huh. Kevin, unbeknownst to us, had climbed up in the pea tree and started <laughs> peeing down on top of us from yeah. the pea tree. <laughs> <laughs> I do... <laughs> But oh, he was an irritating guy. He was, but so like Kevin to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, mm-hmm. so then let's tie it back. I remember all of those things when I was younger, but I never remember talking about Texas Chainsaw. Um, do you remember the first time your daughter watched Texas Chainsaw? No, I only know that I didn't let Kat see it until she was about 14 years old. Yeah. Probably. That's probably smart. I just I was kind of weird about her her viewing habits. Mm-hmm. Um, she was about fourteen. And I don't really recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know where we were living, and I can I remember you know the video store and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I don't recall. I do recall though. She was having a slumber party one time. I had to go seven miles into town to pick up slumber party uh, supplies. Yeah, which was cool. Cool ranch Doritos, two stone tombstone pizzas, one with pepperoni and one cheese only. Sure. And uh, and Mountain Dew. Uh, oh, Mount, Mountain Dew. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we drank so much Mountain Dew. And uh, and oh, and pick, stop by the movie store and pick up some a uh, couple scary movies. I said, what kind of scary movies? Mm-hmm. And they went, oh, the new Freddy Krueger movie is out. I said, shit, that ain't scary. I said, I'll get you a new Freddy Krueger movie in it, but I'm gonna pick something out for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So I got the new Freddy crew, the new Nightmare, mm-hmm. and then I got I got the first Hellraiser. These girls are fourteen years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. The perfect That's time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know they they had that. Uh, she had that whole bedroom upstairs uh, mm-hmm. at that farmhouse. Yep. You know the whole upstairs, and they were up there eating their Doritos and stuff and watching the new Nightmare. And you hear an occasional scream, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I came down and went to the bathroom, you know, like intermission. And then five minutes later, after they went back upstairs, just blood curdling, blood curdling <laughs> screams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Peggy said, uh, John, do you think you better go up there? I said, yeah, maybe I better. You know? So I take off my apron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's always an occasional apron. Always. Yep. And, uh, and go up there and three teenage or preteen girls or whatever jump on top of me. I'm like, it's okay, I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off. They're cry- <laughs> One of them's crying, tears streaming down her face. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 don't turn it off, but stay up here with us. You know, so I uh, stay and watch it with them all piled on top of me. 
their heads buried into my chest. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> they peek a little bit. And the, yeah. Well, that that then must have been before they subjected me to watching it. <laughs> Stephen, the you know <laughs> the clown Stephen King's it. You, you watched it. Oh, oh it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, she forced me to yeah, watch Tim that. Curry as, as Pennywise the clown. Yeah. Tim Curry. Yeah, love Tim Curry. Um, so creepy about clowns. Yeah, yeah. You uh, so you showed them Freddy, and you kind of <laughs> you scoffed at the offer. Do you remember like after Texas Chainsaw came out, which was in 1974, uh, and like Halloween came out four years later, and Friday the Thirteenth came out six years later? Was was there ever like ah, pff, we did it first? Oh, of course. Yeah, but we didn't do it first. Um, we just kind of brought the genre back. Okay. You know, because there had been a lag in horror films. There were a lot of very good horror films made for years, but sure. there was just a... It's like they stopped doing cowboy movies for a while, and then and then uh, Sergio Leone came back and brought the whole genre back. You know? Yeah, that's true. An Italian guy, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and we kind of did that with, uh, with Chainsaw. And once the studio saw how much money there was to be made, you know? Yeah. They, could, they right. couldn't help, but just they were trying to find scripts, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't help but uh, but see the influences in in those movies post Texas Chainsaw. You got, uh, you know, Marilyn Burns was kind of the first of the Scream Queens. Um, you know, all the, all those kinds of things. Really, like slashers of the late seventies, early eighties, started with Texas Chainsaw. Where do yeah, you think? Yeah, I'd say that's right. Where do you think Texas Chainsaw stands, like in the pantheon of the the horror greats, like compared to Michael, Jason, Freddy? Where? What do you think about Leatherface? Where's he? Or the family? Oh, I guess uh, he's, he's number one for sure. Yeah, scariest. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, Leatherface is. Uh, Jason's pretty creepy. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's creepy, you know. I, uh, do you get a lot of like at the conventions? Do you get a lot of who would win in a fight? <laughs> do you get those oh, yeah, questions? Get all, I yeah. get it on the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, in a fight between these three or four guys, and who's gonna who would win? You right. Know, and people type in. It's like that old bit on Saturday Night Live. You know, uh, <laughs> the super fans. Yeah, the bears. You the ha- bears. and they've okay. brought back the commercials. Mini bears, mini bears against the giant Packers. Yeah, mini who, bears. <laughs> who would win in a fight between Dicka or a hurricane? But wait, wait, wait. The hurricane's name? It's it's the regular size Ditka, but the <laughs> hurricane's name is Ditka. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Awesome. That's uh, yeah. that's Bob Swirsky's super fans there, Bob. Uh, my brother Bill Swirsky's laid up with another heart attack. That makes a baker's dozen. <laughs> Great. Uh, He's had 13 heart attacks? Yeah, that makes a baker's dozen there, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Was, was there... Was there like a moment after Texas Chainsaw? Surely, while you were filming, you couldn't have imagined the popularity, right? No, I no, mean you I weren't saying, "Oh, this is it," right? Was there a no, moment I, later? 
what was the moment? Like, when, when did you realize, oh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw means something to people. This is going to last. Well, probably when Johnny Carson started using it in jokes and oh. when, it, when it became part of part of the vernacular. It mm-hmm. was the term Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing's worse than a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, it became just a it meaning more than just the film, you know. Yeah. I guess. That's good. Cool. Yeah, it's like a, like a, I don't want to say slang term, but I guess, yeah, part of the vernacular. Worse than a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. That's interesting. You know, in in let's see, what was summer school when their <laughs> when their whole assignment was to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and write a uh, term paper on it. You know. Yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> you know, so it, it just it became a part of the American pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it took a while to do that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I bet. Right. So uh, uh, it certainly did me no good in the beginning. But, you know, I went out to Hollywood and tried to get acting work. And I, I go in to see a casting director and toss my resume on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, go out to one of the studios and they look at my resume and go, hey, you were in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And they kind of snicker, like roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> because that was like right after it came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the year after. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it had been pulled from general release at that point, right. and there was no home video yet. Right. So uh, it was just kind of like a, you know, yeah. Um, like, like maybe you should take this off your resume. You know? <laughs> Actually, I it's not doing me any good. Maybe I should just take it off of there. Yeah. <laughs> I never did. You know? Yeah, it's probably smart you didn't, or maybe um, not. I don't know. Go ahead, uh, John. How did uh, how did you come about getting getting the job of? Uh, the the role of of grandpa on Texas Chainsaw I know it was a pretty uh, um, low. Oh, that was fantastic. Thing. I was doing I was doing a, a play at the Goodman Theater in Chicago, uh, a children's play called The Terradiddle Tales, <laughs> and it was my, my one of my first paying acting jobs. I was making like a, I was wearing tights, you know, a little leotard and tights, with, uh, green and yellow, and uh, <laughs> little slippers, and dancing around and. And entertaining children, uh, two shows a day, six days a week for like 175 bucks or something. So 12 shows a week, for, so it's a little over ten dollars a show, you know. Yeah. And wow. uh, then then Kim called me from Texas and said that they were going to roll on this film he'd been working on, and could I come down? And uh, I jumped on it. Nice. Uh, and so, to, to be a young actor and doing your first film, because I was really curious about filmmaking. I wanted to learn it, and I, I wanted to learn film acting. I wanted to know everything about film, because I thought that's where the, my future may lay. Mm-hmm. Was a lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always go through my stuff, but um, I think it's actually a lie. Who says it? it? It's lie. lie. Okay. Yeah, lay okay. is uh, lay is the to lay something down. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, it was a rush. It was exciting. And, you know, so the first half of the summer, I was dancing around and hitting kids. And the second half, I was hitting a chick over the head with a sledgehammer on camera, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. It was an interesting uh, summer, for sure. Wow. <laughs> uh, did you have to, like, did you, you didn't have to audition for it or anything like that? or No. Okay. Nope. No, you, nepotism, baby. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you... Um, 
if you, so you didn't audition, but were they like, well, we're going to, we're going to give you grandpa. Did, was yeah. there was there I ever like I, I played two roles, but the other one got cut out. I played a teenager at the uh, cemetery. Oh, oh wow! I had, like, I had like I had like three lines, <laughs> and if you really watch, because mm-hmm. I know exactly where it is, you can see the back of my head and part of my right shoulder. I'm wearing a white beater and a cowboy hat, and you can kind of hear my voice in the background. Huh? So they they cut my close up and uh, <laughs> all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow! They did 3D. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It happens. Yeah. So, uh, so having John, having been a part of you know such such horror film history, do you still find yourself being scared by horror movies, or are you just like totally desensitized? Uh, honestly, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. No. I do if I'm at a, a horror film festival, make an appearance, and I have some time. I'll duck into a screening room, watch another a little bit of one. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all honesty, it's not the genre that I really watch. Okay. Um, I can say that I think the first uh, Clyde Barker's uh, Hellraiser was the scariest fucking movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I know I've met Clive, I've met Doug, Doug Bradley. My biggest thrill as an actor probably is being in Chicago at Fangoria festival a few years back five or six years ago mm-hmm. and all the time i've been on the circuit i'd never met i'd never been at the same show with doug bradley who played pinhead mm-hmm. and uh and uh he was there but he was behind he was in another part of the room that i was there was a curtain behind me he was on the other side against the wall and uh, i hadn't had a chance to uh, see him and talk to him or anything and i went up to my room splashed some water on my face put on a clean shirt went down to the bar and there were only about four people at the bar, and one of them was Doug Bradley, and there was an empty stool next to him. Mm-hmm. So I sat down, ordered a drink, and he was talking to a guy to his right. I was to his left. I waited until it was a break in the conversation, and I said, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. Bradley, but I'm John. And that's as far as I got. Didn't even get the N out of my first name. And he goes, I know who you are, John. I wow. said, you do? Of course I do. I was like, oh, my God, do you know who I am? But of course I do, John. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great. So that's I, mean, great. I, I had arrived, yeah. Wow. Got my Clive, you know, yeah. Clive again in Chicago. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, do you think the uh, do you think the franchise still has still has some story to tell, or do you kind of feel like uh, they should leave I it alone? The, I think the new one that came out set up a new story to tell. Absolutely. People bitch about the story, but I think since there'd already been six films done or something, right? They had to do. They had to change the story curve. They had to do it because they bought the option to do six more. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! Which wow. I certainly I hope I'm involved in. Yeah, right. Um, because Daddy need baby needs a new pair of shoes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, um, uh, real real quick. Uh, you you mentioned you don't watch a lot of horror movies. Just just real quick, what's uh what are what are a couple of your favorite movies just in generally speaking? God, that's such a hard question. <laughs> and it goes back and a lot of it goes back to my, my uh days as a young actor when I was still studying and everything. Mm-hmm. Um I'd have to say the French connection. Okay. Um a little film called Scarecrow, also with Gene Hackman in it, with Gene Hackman and Al Pacino. Oh, wow. um, 
don't know why Eugene Hackman films come to mind. I obviously admire him. Um, I went through a period where I watched everything that John Borman had ever done. Um, as I think he's a fascinating director. Uh, I go kind of in cycles. Mm-hmm. That's a really hard, really, really hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I threw it on you, but... It is, but it's one of um, our favorite. Rebel hard... Without a Cause is a wonderful film. Yeah. Oh, right. Nice. Yeah. New films? I, hell, I don't know. Okay. I can't answer that. <laughs> really yeah, it'd be, it'd be hard for Try. us to answer, too. Yeah. yeah it... it is. It's hard. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so, so much. Can't thank you enough for, for being on here. It's uh, it's pretty special, pretty cool thing uh, to have you on our little little tiny podcast here. Uh, no pun intended on your name, Tiny. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> By the way, uh, so unless you have any parting words or any any film things to plug, yeah, I got two short films uh, in the can from this year. One called um, "In the Pines," the beginning, where mm-hmm. I play, believe it or not, a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> And nice. then a uh, film based on uh, a short based on Stephen King's uh, uh, The Boogeyman. Okay. Uh, where I play a psychologist. Cool. Nice. Um, and I got a couple things coming up. Um, uh, hopefully, God, I hope by the end of the year. Uh, the one I'm really looking forward to is Mangled. I think it's called Mangled. Yeah. Uh, Google just... it. Yeah, um, love the title already. It's got a cast of thousands. Every old horror actor in the business. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He's gathered cool. together to do this. I'm looking at it now. Kane Hodder, <clears throat> who was Jason Voorhees in uh, 7, 8, and 9. Bill Mosley. Uh, Edwin Neal is in there. Cool. Yeah, a lot of people. That's cool. Cool. Sid Hag, I think, is in. That's cool. Uh, he is. I don't see him on the... Front page. You're probably right, though. Oh, there he is. Yep. There's a whole mess of people. Yep. Great. Cool. Oh, She'll be good. That's great. Well, we co- we'll keep a lookout for that. Uh, again, thank you so much, and thank you, listeners, for listening. Um, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. Jeff. One more time, thank you guys so much for listening to the Obsessive Viewer podcast. Uh, you've been listening for a while now, especially coming toward the end of our Shocktober uh, bonanza, I guess, to use a word that probably is inappropriate. We hope you guys have liked it. We really hope you guys liked this episode a lot. Please uh, let us know what you thought. If you want to send a message or just say thank you to John Dugan for being on this podcast, uh, please feel free to leave us uh, a message in the comments. Uh, you can tweet any of us. Of course, I am Mike at I am Mike White. You can tweet Tiny at Obsessive Tiny, and of course, Matt is obsessive viewer you can also email us at ovpodcast at gmail.com again we hope you love this episode we really had a blast doing it uh have a wonderful day and have an even better halloween in a couple days bye guys so we're just trying to get tiny on and then uh and then we'll get started tiny tiny yeah if something tells me his name isn't Tiny because he's real small. No. <laughs> right. Most it's... guys named Tiny are like seven, eight, four hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> How it's close. How tall is Tiny, Matt? Uh he's like six 
six four maybe. Well, I've known a lot of guys, particularly in Chicago. Well, several guys, nicknamed Tiny. Yeah. And they're always gigantic. Yeah. You know. You never. I guess that's supposed to be irony or something. I guess so. Do you ever see like small guys named Big? Biggie? No. <laughs> no, you don't see that. Yeah. 